0: want to do fun things like going shopping welcome to stargazing a stargate gazing podcast i'm your host kathy and i'm your other host mary and each week we discuss an episode of stargate beginning with stargate sg1 hello oh headphones hello (laughs) headphones are helpful now i can hear you That
1: is very helpful. Well, you don't really need to hear me. Probably most people don't want to listen to
0: me. I really don't listen to you. I just, I need to listen for when you stop talking so that I know to start
1: (laughs) talking. You're looking for the spaces. When I was learning how to ski through trees, they always told us, look at the spaces between the trees rather than the trees because you will go where you're looking. So it's kind of like the podcasting version of that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 How are you? Long time no see. I know. How are you? I heard you were on some little vacation. I was on a little vacation. I hear you were also on vacation, although you left early because you're dumb and have responsibilities,
0: grown-up responsibilities. Yeah, my God, what a monster. I, I was also on vacation for a short yeah. time. Surprisingly, I think I saw someone who looked quite like you there. Oh my goodness. I, I saw someone that looked just like you or I was also. No way. Did the place you were staying at also have extremely disturbing artwork? yes it did and also
1: ridiculous amounts of alcohol
0: (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) so we stayed at an airbnb and they did have some very strange artwork and one piece in particular that kathy and i were getting annoyed about i noticed after you left that it had its own spotlight with its own labeled light switch that said apple because it was a painting of a weird apple with a match in it (laughs) why i don't know (laughs) I was very tempted to even message the Airbnb lady and ask, but I did not. (laughs) (laughs) What's the deal with the apple, lady? Yeah. You also missed the excitement on the last night where pizza that got slightly overcooked set off all of the smoke detectors and the smoke detectors would not turn off. Oh, no. Despite us removing the batteries and even tripping the circuit breaker for the whole house, like purposely turning off the circuit breaker to the house. Wow. They would not turn off. Eventually, after like almost a half an hour, I think they turned off on their own. We didn't even figure out how to make it happen, but... But yeah, wow. so that sucked, and I'm sure the neighbors loved us for that.
0: Yeah, they'll get over it. I don't know. It was pretty, or, it was yeah. pretty terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry, <laughs> right. Eventually, we had delicious pizza to eat,
1: and we watched Encanto, so. <laughs> <laughs> Were there other fires?
0: Did you get to do fire pit? We did do fire pit. We did nice. not set
1: fire to the house, though, despite what the alarm was trying okay. to Okay.
0: Well, that's yeah. that's good. You set fire to the right thing. We did, and we had yeah. put the fire out
1: before we came in, so I don't know if maybe there was just, like, too much smoke because it was, <laughs> like, damp out there. Maybe it was, like, picking up some smoke from outside when it went off. I don't know. The pizza itself wasn't overcooked that much, but it smelled a little smoky from the oven, so we don't even really know what happened. But Weird. Very weird. That was our excitement of Woo. our last day. Yeah. I bought
0: a couch. That
1: That's was exciting. exciting. Yeah. It is
0: exciting. It's comfortable, but it's not like the couch I currently have in its Love comfort it. level. And I realized that I have spent the last two years sitting on that couch and also like laying on it. Because it's the most comfortable couch yeah. in the world. <laughs> I don't want to encourage yeah. myself to keep living my life that way. I need to yeah. make myself get off the couch.
1: That's fair. <laughs> our couch right now is very comfortable, but it is also not quite as comfortable as our last couch. But that's probably fine. Although then it reclines also, which makes me that much more lazy. So Yeah. I don't know that that's better or worse, but it's less squishy.
0: Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's exciting. Hopefully it fits well in the living room. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not sure about the size. Like The room isn't as small as I felt like I remembered it being, but it's still not huge. And it's certainly smaller than my current living room, which is ridiculous. I remember we had
1: similar issues where we thought that our living room in our old house was going to be very big and then when we actually like tried to put our stuff in it we're like oh it's really not <laughs> <laughs> like it was long but it was a narrow room and it was weird and hard to decorate yeah
0: yeah so i'll, I'll see how this one goes force comes to worst i could take the couch actually i don't even know if it would fit so i was looking at the basement because i was like oh whatever doesn't fit in the living room we could just stick in the basement Yeah, even if you have to take it out of the house and take it back in through the garage to get it into the basement, right? Because it's way narrow. Like the stairway down to the basement is pretty narrow. Um, But then I realized too, there's not a lot of space between the end of the stairwell and the wall, so it's possible a regular sized couch or love seat wouldn't maneuver in there anyway. You might have to get like a one in a box that you put together after you get it through the hole. Gotcha. the area. We'll see. Anyway, these are problems for later, Kathy.
1: Yeah, that's a problem for future Kathy. Exactly. Who cares about her? She's weird. Yeah. Speaking of being weird, I just noticed that your username today is ate too much ice. Oh, it's supposed to
0: say ice cream, but. (laughs) Oh, that makes way more sense. (laughs) I'm much more likely to eat ice cream than ice. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, well, ice cream is delicious. I accidentally ate a pint. Nice. I wasn't I've planning to. I opened it, though. done that on many occasions. Yeah. No judgment. It tasted so good, I just couldn't stop myself. And then I went through the whole thing. Yeah, and this will probably be the last time I record in this apartment. So That's exciting. Yeah. I was going to ask,
1: where are you re- actually recording today?
0: Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow the new internet should be set up in the house that's awesome yeah
1: i'm looking forward to when i also have a house and a new recording space because even though it's like 60 out today which i'm finding very pleasant and delightful the closet that i record in is back to being ridiculously hot again for no apparent reason even though the heat's not on it's still really hot in here yeah (laughs) or maybe i have a fever because jeff is now sick and we just (laughs) got back from getting covid (laughs) tests but i'm going to assume that it is not a fever or covid and that it really is just hot in here
0: i assume that is true (laughs) yep yeah good time yes 60 is about my limit i don't want it to be any warmer than that ever yeah i think this is like perfect
1: (laughs) i would be fine with it being like this all the time yeah that'd be nice if only the weather would just do what we want my limit's about 70 but (laughs) yeah fair i agree higher than 70 that's too much yeah yeah Yeah. anyway anyway this is all very relevant to this episode i Spoiler alert, did not like this episode, so probably I'm subconsciously trying to procrastinate talking about it. When you read the description last time, I was like, oh, I think I know which one this is. And I was right. It is that one. And uh, it is one of my least favorite episodes. Yay! So that being said, should we get into
0: it so that I can eventually say why I dislike it so much? Yes, I would love to hear about it. (laughs) All right. So today we will be talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 3, Episode 20, Maternal Instinct. Where did my notes go? I ate them. Oh, that wasn't very nice. I found them. Okay. I guess I didn't eat them. So you clearly didn't eat them. I threw them back up after I ate them. Oh, it's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) But they're on my computer. How is that even possible? Oh, I don't, you don't want to know. I really don't.
1: I don't. Anyway, episode starts with some very dramatic music. The Stargate is dialing. Everybody is freaking out. It is an unexpected incoming traveler. But they do get a GDO transmission, get a special code too, which apparently is Braytac. Braytac comes in with a very badly injured Jafar with him and asks for help.
0: And they give him some help.
1: They do give him some help. <laughs> Down in the infirmary, they are clearly trying to treat the guy. And I loved that Frazier's is like, he's bleeding internally. But also, like, her hands were covered in blood and they were trying to pack his profusely hemorrhaging abdomen. So, <laughs> just... <laughs> like a weird thing to say when he is also clearly bleeding a lot externally right now i don't know that the internal bleeding that might be happening elsewhere is necessarily more concerning than this external bleeding that is happening from his torso there's the juice but that's what happened so they take him to the operating room Till comes up to check on Braytac, and it turns out Braytac's fine. He's also covered in blood, but it is not his blood. So it was apparently the result of an attack on Chulak by Apophis. Shocking. <gasps> and then
0: credits. Holy cow.
1: Who would have thought?
0: Ow. Ooh, I hear a
1: crack. What do you got? I'm still just being boring with O'Douls because I drank way too much last week.
0: That's fair. The only thing I have in this apartment is coffee and water, and I had my coffee. So this is nice. just water in the only coffee mug still in this apartment. Excellent.
1: I actually have some Dr. Pepper Zero also. Nice. Yeah. And some water. Nom, Triple nom, fisting. Nom. Awesome. This is boring, like this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the episode of this show. Shall we continue? Yes. <laughs>
0: So the group had their way to the conference room instead of hanging out where they're doing the surgery. So that's fun. The scene starts with Jack just going, son of a <laughs> bitch, in a really, like,
1: super dramatic way. Yes. And what what was weird is that my transcript left that line out. And it also left out the line where Fraser said that the guy was bleeding internally. So I thought that was weird. weird. But, yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> I laughed very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just seemed, I mean, it's obviously a terrible situation, but like, it was just so like melodramatic. and It really was. <laughs> well, anyway, the reason he's saying that is because apparently it is Apophis who attacked Shulak because he now has all of Sokar's army. Because yeah, that he sucks. survived while Sokar did not their last yeah. encounter. Teal'c offers to go help. The people of Chulak as soon as possible, but Braytak's like, it's too late. All I could do was escape and try to save my new apprentice, Moak. Yeah. What's going on with Tilk's son and wife at this point? I don't think they were on Chulak anymore. So at least we have that to not worry about. There's nothing for Tilk to fight against. Braytak escaped and brought his apprentice here. Carter doesn't understand why they would attack Chulak because. Not all Jaffa are against the gold, but Daniel is like, hmm, quicker and easier to wipe them all out rather than weed out the traitors, which that seems very gouldy, so yeah. Not
1: wrong, but also horrible. But, yes.
0: <laughs> but he's right, and as you said, does seem very gouldy. Yeah. Hammond gets a phone call, and it's apparently the infirmary. It's a black for... phone. It is a black phone, not a red phone, so <laughs> we haven't heard from the president in a long time. We haven't. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, the black phone tells them that Tack needs to get to the OR ASAP. So they head there.
1: In the OR, we see the Jaffa Moak. He does not have a shirt on anymore, so we were able to see how very hairy his chest really he is. is. <laughs> and I also noticed his lack of eye makeup and perfectly manicured eyebrows that yeah. Teal'c has. Which just made me wonder, is it a personal preference of Teal'c? If so, that's cool, but yeah. I just kind of assumed that it was because... This was like part of Tilks Jaffa aesthetic, but then he really seems to be the only one that goes with it, which is, that's cool. But yeah, I don't an know. An interesting take on it, if that is so.
0: Did you also notice who played this guy? Oh, no, I did not.
1: It's the guy who played Chief Tyrell from Battlestar Galactica. I've seen like bits and pieces here and there, so that's probably why I didn't
0: recognize him. It took me a minute, and I was yeah. like, wait, oh, he looks very young right here. Yeah, Not that you looked I've... old in Battle of Star Galactica, yeah. which would only
1: have only been a few years after. <laughs> right. But interesting. I liked the show when I saw it. I just don't know why I never just really got into it and like watched it. Because
0: for... it's a depressing slog, even though it's really good.
1: Actually, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. It really I do is. generally try to watch try to avoid watching depressing things since I already have enough yeah. problems with depression without
0: watching depressing things. Yeah. really like it, but it is like, oh my god, unending misery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You really got to be in the mood for that.
1: <laughs> right. I think that's kind of why I've got mixed feelings about a Star Trek Discovery, because it's fair. <laughs> similarly just constantly people talking about their suffering, and it's rough. <laughs> but I do enjoy it, mostly. Yeah. Kind of.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't really know. I think I like it. Not sure. I've liked most of it. I haven't watched the new season yet, though, so. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is thing, not <laughs> Star Trekking, or so back to the topic at hand. <laughs> <laughs> or yes, <laughs> galactic. Oh, I was talking. This yeah, is my scene. Okay, Fraser says that they've done everything that they can, so that sounds bad. Yeah, Moak and Braytak have a moment. He says that he has failed. breytak Braytak says, "You are the bravest Jaffa I have ever trained." While tilk is standing oh, right behind him, so I was like, "Wow, it's a sick burn to Tilk. right?" But despite that. Moak says he's scared. Braytak says something. Kramilkara, we, we don't really get a translation for what that means, but suddenly Moak is gone. He has died. Braytak orders his body to be burned, and Tilka's is going to see to that. Braytak is getting old and tired, but he says that one day he wants to be able to spread Moak's ashes on the grave of Apophis. So <laughs> that's quite an insult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praetak and Tilk continue on about how they need to keep fighting to make sure that none of the people who have died, including Moak, have died in vain. They're going to need to do something now. They're thinking that maybe Apophis did this to show the rest of the system lords how powerful he has become again. Or maybe he was looking for something.
0: Oh... One of the things Braytak says is how he massacred all of the Jaffa, and then I was thinking about all of the gold he also killed in doing that. Right? Yeah. And then maybe it doesn't matter that Daniel did a genocide at one point because they do it to themselves. Right. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I guess larva or dime a dozen or something? I don't know. <laughs> the children. So it would seem Hathor might have other opinions, but yeah. apparently Apophis doesn't. Yeah. So. They continue this conversation with Daniel. They go to see Daniel. And Daniel says that they are probably looking for the Harsesis, even though as Braytock says, a Harsesis is forbidden. But, you know, that already happened, so... (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) And so they explain Ammonet Head Harsesis, because I don't think he has a name. Nope. Basically, they're like, Apophis is looking for this kid, because Apophis wants to be all-powerful made of his own host i don't know but anyway yeah. <laughs> this kid's in danger eminette hit him so well that nobody knows where he is until daniel mentions the name of the planet the kid's on called keb and bray like oh well, i don't know where that is really but i've totally heard of it before and i just never mentioned it to teal in all the time we spent together <laughs> <laughs> right i was wondering about that too Obviously it's a thing that not all Jaffa have gotten yeah. to do, but it sounds like something that is important to them. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They made it sound like
1: all Jaffa go there eventually, yeah. when they're ready to yeah. die. So
0: when, when the yeah, he explains that Keb is a place the Jaffa go to when they are ready to die, that the Jaffa themselves were the ones who discover it and kept it hidden from the gold. Mm-hmm. And then they would basically be led into the afterlife from there. Right. And the ghouls are apparently afraid of Kev because when they did find out about its existence, the ones who went to go check it out never came back. So yep. they just all pretended it doesn't exist. Yep.
1: <laughs> because that's, that's
0: rational. That's what you do when you have a problem. Just pretend it doesn't <laughs> exist <laughs> yeah. and it It'll will go, sure go away. away. Yep. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Life lessons from Mary and Kathy and the Goulds. Yes.
0: <laughs> but apparently some of the Jaffa never forgot. So this story had been passed down to Braytac from his father. And that sowed seeds of doubt because he said, if the ghouls are truly all powerful gods, how is that they fear anything? So there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Ghouls. Yeah. So Daniel's like, you know where this is? Braytac's like, no. And then <laughs> Daniel, hopefully, is like, well, we have some Earth mythology indicating that Osiris once hid there from Seth. And Braytac's like, oh, yeah, totally. The Loch Nug core or whatever. That's where they are. Sure. Daniel's like, do you, do you know those addresses? Perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. 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 A little while
1: later, they're in the control room going through some Stargate addresses with Carter. She explains how the system of gate address keeping works. It made not much sense to me. And everyone else seemed to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So whatever. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's a big MacGuffin. They eventually figure out which planet it is likely on. Yes. And so they're going to go there. In the briefing room, they are talking to Hammond and telling him that they have figured out where Keb is. Praetak shares that the stories that he has heard about Keb talk about being an untouched wilderness with a single temple in a valley distant from the Stargate. They're trying to basically sell this place to Hammond. Hammond's pretty in on it. SG-1 says that they want some backup as well, just in case, since there are some scary stories going on. And Apophis (laughs) is crazy, so probably he's going to be showing up there (laughs) at some point. Hammond agrees, and he's going to send SG2 to join them. And Braytac, of course, is going to go with them as well. And Daniel adds that he hopes that they managed to get there before Apophis and his bin.
0: How does Apophis figure out where it is?
1: Right? <laughs> they I never don't addressed know. that, but... They don't.
0: Unless, <laughs> like, he, like, got his own Jaffa to tell him the story, and for some reason they knew the gate address. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's hidden secret knowledge that they, like, store somewhere
1: secret Maybe. and he knew where that secret storage place <laughs> could was. be keep it secret keep it secret.
0: they kept it on the one flash drive at the bottom of the drawer <laughs> yes yeah covered in old batteries exactly. and matches i don't know what people keep Gosh in drawers lights. yeah we've got some tools in ours mm. yeah instruction manuals for my appliances mm-hmm. yeah Yep. stuff like that it's back yeah, there exactly like birthday candles that we never oh use. yes yes, yes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah the team then goes to cab with sg2 as well sg2 it could be noted is led by a major i noticed that as well yep. what the fuck i know so maybe it's just sg1 that isn't worthy of a I major guess go- or yeah, a major- i can only think it's because it's
1: their flagship yeah. team and so they want somebody higher ranking but i was hmm, angry on sam's yeah, behalf yeah yeah Again.
0: Although I think she'd be upset if they, like, put her in command of a different SG <laughs> unit. Yes. Too, this is so. true, too. Yeah. <laughs> they leave SG2 behind at the gate to hold the fort and head off into the woods where they take a walk till they find some footprints. Teal's like, a group of six Jaffa were here, and Braytak's like, a, a, actually, eight. Jack's like, no, so we're not the first ones here. Great. And then there is a large amount of dramatic music that <laughs> really wasn't selling the drama yeah. very well, I think. But Right. Yeah. I agree. They continue walking for a while. Teal'c and Braytek have a conversation about how Bretek's getting pretty old. He's not going to be able to keep a hagfish for much longer. Then Teal'c's like, I will have to decide what to do when that time comes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know when why. Tilks the Teal- one yeah, to
0: decide. I don't know. But anyway...
1: Is he maybe deciding, like, more on a grand scale of like, what his own future should be once Braytac can no longer serve as leader of Tra- training opposing Jaffa? Yeah, that may be what he's talking maybe. about. <laughs> yeah. But
0: in the context, it does sound like he's saying, well, I gotta decide what to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. They come across more footprints and construct an entire story about what happened in that spot. Six Jaffa stopped, two went ahead, came back with a woman because the footprints were small and light and they had open-toed sandals. <laughs> How can you tell I, it's an open-toed
1: sandal I just by looking at the bottom of it? I, I guess know. some flip-flops have the little thing that punctures yeah. through, we didn't see that on the sandal footprints that they showed.
0: No, not only did they come back, there was a struggle and they headed that into was. the forest and they were running.
1: I was going somewhere, I was running.
0: Jack's like, he's good. Tilka agrees. And Braytek presumes the woman, maybe the priestess who has the harceses. Yeah. Elsewhere in the (laughs) woods, (laughs)
1: Daniel's like, listen, you smell something? (laughs) Carter says yes. (laughs) They find a crow. It's an angry crow. But then beyond the crow, there is uh, several dead bodies. (laughs) Uh, That's that scene. Would you like to continue? <laughs> uh, oh, I guess so. A little bit later, Jack and Teal'c and Braytak have all come to join Sam and Daniel where they have found these bodies. They're talking about the fact that it's really weird because the bodies themselves are burnt, but nothing around them has been burnt. Almost as if they were struck by lightning or maybe some sort of wondrous magical weapon that they've never seen before. <laughs> and then Braytac finds another body. This one is a woman. She's not burned like the other ones. She's just got what looks like probably a staff weapon wound. Yeah. They figure that she must have been carrying the baby because they noticed that her arms aren't bound. And also because her staff weapon wound is like on her low back and not the chest or a headshot. So they figure that they were probably aiming low to avoid hurting the kid. I did think it was kind of funny that when they were talking about her hands not being bound, Braytac just flipped her over and like, and like lifts up her arms. He's like, see, no ropes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. It was a little weird. Yeah. So they all want to know
0: what happened to the kid. Who knows? Who knows? Don't know yet. Braytac doesn't know. He just literally knows everything else. Yeah. He knows everything else because he's very smart and was able to figure all that out. Way smarter than we are.
1: The logic that they used to explain it all did make sense. But what happened to the kid after he was taken from the lady here? That one, nobody can say. Oh.
0: Apparently the woman's been dead for at least two days. Yep. They're assuming Apophis would have sent more when he didn't get his Jaffa back. So maybe we'll be seeing some more Jaffa. Hmm. And then suddenly they spot some sort of temple thing in the distance. And they presume this is Keb.
1: It's only a model. <laughs> well, that's perfect. This is a silly
0: place. It's <laughs> like not good. <laughs> anyway, yeah,
1: they decide to go there. Yeah, <laughs> they make their way to the temple. Turns out it is actually not just a model; it is a full-sized place. <laughs> But Sam notices that there's no welcoming party. Daniel's like, oh, they must all be inside then. (laughs) Of course. He starts to take off his pack. And I liked Jack's response here.
0: Daniel? Jack? What you doing?
1: (laughs) Daniel rightfully points out that it seems like kind of a holy place. So maybe they shouldn't run in there waving their guns. Wee! Braytac says that Daniel's right and that it's sacred ground. Jack seems to be agreeing and makes like he's going to take off his own gear, and Sam even goes to help him, but then he's still carrying it when they go in, so that was weird. And he's even still got his gun in his hands when they go in. Yeah. (laughs) Teal'c and Sam wait outside. Braytak decides he's going to go in with Jack and Daniel because he's dreamed of seeing this place twice as long as any of them have been alive. Woo. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. That is a long time.
0: Yeah. They go in. There are a bunch of candles lit. That's fun hmm tilk will be right at home right yeah <laughs> they're looking around they don't see anybody inside either until jack turns back towards daniel and Bree jack and then turns around again suddenly there's some sort of buddhist monk type guy standing there yeah. and jack's like where'd you come from and he's like i have been here for some time and jack's like no you weren't <laughs> And then the monk's like, here is everywhere you are. So he's going to talk nonsense at them or what Jack perceives as nonsense. Yes. I do like how exasperated Jack gets in this conversation. (laughs) And I can't say that I was feeling much different. No, exactly. (laughs) Daniel introduces them and the monk wants to know if they seek oneness with Dessala. And Daniel's like, hmm, that word. Nature, I think the monk tells them to put no barriers between you and where you are which was baffling to jack as well as me but (laughs) braytac knew he wanted them to take their shoes off jack's like "Mm, maybe you don't want me to take my shoes off i've been walking a lot today jack keeps his shoes on but braytac and daniel take theirs off jack wants them to ask if the boy is there And so Daniel asks, they're looking for a baby. The monk says more nonsensical things. (laughs) Something about lightning. Yep. Yeah. And then to Jack, he says something about a snowflake existing in a storm of fire. Jack and I are both confused. What? (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel's like, don't worry about him. Monk keeps saying things. And Daniel tells Jack he's speaking in Zen koans, And so he thinks that he is following Buddhism. Yeah. Jack says, cool, I'll be sure to call the Dalai Lama when we get home. But how about why we came here? Daniel asks about the kid again. (laughs) And the monk's like, there's a child in all of us. (laughs) And at this point, I'm like, give me a fucking break. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Braytac's like, a real human boy, please. And then he starts talking about oneness again and finding what they seek that way. Daniel's like, it's going to take a while. Cool. Everyone's really happy with that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was a lot of talking. It was a lot of talking with people not actually saying anything. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah.
1: I hope we're not insulting anyone who's actually Buddhist. Yeah, apologies. (laughs) I don't really know Buddhism. I, I know a bit of Hinduism from when I used to teach yoga, and there was a lot of philosophy in my yoga teacher training. And I for sure know they're not the same thing. But when we were presented with statements like this, there were always purposes to them, like things that you were supposed to contemplate and not just whole conversations being had with somebody just throwing mystery statements at you. And yeah... Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't sign up to watch another Darmok episode here.
1: (laughs) Outside, Sam and Teal'c are keeping watch. Teal'c sees some light in a pool, but nothing really seems to come of that, but they emphasize it, so I guess it's important. Sam asks if everything's okay, and he says, "Ah, yeah, everything's fine. I just don't have a good feeling about this place. Jack comes out and says that Daniel's going to stay inside and continue communing with the monk for a while.
0: And I guess Braytack is still in there at this point, too. I think or did he so. No, I think yeah. he was still in there. Okay.
1: They're going to continue working on enlightenment inside, but Jack got bored and so came outside <laughs> to see what's going on out there.
0: Yeah. Inside, we get a somewhat not cryptic description of the gold inside Braytack from the monk. Yes. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. The monk basically tells them that in order to achieve his oneness with Oma De Sala, which apparently, I don't know what Oma means, but, you yeah, know, just Daniel. But it anyway. German
1: it means grandmother, but ah. this I do not think is German.
0: But maybe, maybe it is. Who knows? The gist basically is that the gold is so evil that Britaq cannot achieve any kind of enlightenment with it still inside him. So he's got to be ready to die in order to continue on this journey. And Britaq realizes he is not ready to die. So he leaves.
1: But I take solace in the fact that journey is ahead of me.
0: He seemed like a little bit of a turning point for him because he seemed way more
1: optimistic after leaving. That than is he true. Had been going in,
0: yeah. There's confirmation that what he was told is true. So that's yeah, something. I think it seems to be giving him solace that there's a peaceful end in sight. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But Daniel's like, I-, I don't have to die, do I? <laughs> and the monk tells him no, because you don't have a hagfish. But you have your own burdens to get rid of. Of course.
1: Yeah. Outside, Braytac exits carrying his boots. And actually tells Tilk how good he's feeling and that they still have (laughs) false gods to slay. Tilk seems happy that Braytak has some renewed energy and hope. Yeah. Because he was really seeming pretty down on their way in. Yeah. Back inside the temple... There's just a whole lot of back and forth between the monk and the the Daniel. The The monk and Daniel. (laughs) They do talk about how the child is the son of Daniel's wife, but not Daniel's son. And he wants to make sure that it's safe. But the monk isn't really convinced that Daniel's going to be able to keep it safe, even though Daniel is convinced. (laughs) This is quite possibly the best line of the episode, where the monk says... If you immediately know the candlelight is fire, then the meal was cooked a long time ago. (laughs) And Daniel and I, and probably also Kathy, (laughs) were all like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) (sighs) Later, Daniel and the monk are continuing to sit and they are meditating over an unlit candle. The monk is trying to convince Daniel that he should be able to light the candle Daniel is not convinced, so then the monk lights the candle himself to prove that it is possible. In the meantime, while they're also arguing about whether or not it's possible to light a candle, they're continuing to talk about Daniel and his hatred of the Guauld and how he better knock that shit off, otherwise his hatred of the Guauld is going to lead to the kid's death. After lighting the candle, he tells Daniel to blow it out. So Daniel (laughs) leans forward and literally blows it out. And the monk's like, no, with your mind. (laughs) Daniel's like, oh, right. Um, please light
0: that again? I liked his awkward (laughs)
1: laugh here. Yes, it was actually pretty funny. (laughs) The monk lights it again and then tells Daniel to stick his hand in it. And Daniel's like, why? And the monk said, well, just do it. So Daniel, of course, puts his hand in it and burns his hand. The monk's like, why did you do that? (laughs) <laughs> it's like you told me to. The monk's like, Well it's because you trusted me. <laughs> Long story short though, the monk has apparently had a purpose to that, and his purpose was to say that you should trust Oma De Sala and that you shouldn't believe that you can light the candle, but you should believe that she can light the candle.
0: Yay. Yeah. It's become nighttime. Jack's had enough of this, so he (laughs) goes back inside. So have I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He goes back into the temple to see Daniel and the monk. Daniel gets up and he's like, oh, the markings on the wall are a language. It's an instruction book to reach the ethereal plane of existence. Naturally, the Jaffa would have interpreted it as a passage to the afterlife. He's like, it was probably built by an ancient race a millennia ago. They might've even visited Earth and inspired mythologies surrounding mother nature. Jack's like, this guy's an alien? And Daniel's like, no, the aliens were gone because they ascended to a higher plane of existence maybe, but they left their roadmap behind for people who want to follow. And the monk is someone who's taken up a curatorship. Okay. Daniel then sits back down and tells Jack to watch. The candle lights up again. I also noticed how very
1: inflexible Daniel is, because when he sits down cross-legged, he looks like he is very awkward. Oh, I did not notice that. (laughs) It's tightness in the hip complex that leads to high knees when someone sits (laughs) cross-legged. It could also be tightness in the low back, if anyone cares. Thank you for staying. All right. My personal trainer days. (laughs) My personal trainer slash yoga instructor days.
0: (laughs) Very good. Rearing their ugly head again. (laughs) The candle lights, Jack's like, do I believe you did that? And Daniel's like, yeah, you should. Jack has Daniel get back up so they can talk together again without the monk hearing, but probably he can hear anyway. I don't know. But Jack's like, we're not here for parlor tricks. We need the boy. Is he here? Daniel's like, I think so. Jack's like, I'm going to order a complete search of this place if we don't hurry this shit up. (laughs) Yep and daniel's like no no slow down i'm working on this i got this instead of the candle lighting jack's gun floats off of his arm and then is just hanging out there in the air pointed at him yeah specifically at his face yeah and jack's like okay you could stop doing this now that's dangerous so the gun floats to the floor Jack thinks the monk did this but Daniel's like no I did and why Daniel which is really fucked up. Yeah, why did you point <laughs> your gun at Jack or the yeah. gun, yeah. Right. Also, the monk already said don't believe that you can do these
1: things, but believe that Oma Desala can. And now Daniel's suddenly taking credit for all of these things that he can do even though the monk already told him that it's not you that can do these things, it is Oma Desala basically acting through you. He
0: was yeah, he was a little slow on this one, but Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's like, I can do things with my mind now and you could too. And, the- <laughs> and Jack's like, he could teach me how to light candles and move stuff around by thinking. And the monk says, I cannot teach you what you already know. <laughs> and you need to come to know Oma De Sala and be her friend. But then there is a sound of a ship outside. Jack picks up his gun and rushes out and look, oh no, there's a glider. That's not good. No. So they gotta make some escape plans. Yeah,
1: yeah. Jack radios to SG2 and asks if everything's okay over there. They're doing fine. Jack warns them about the Jaffa activity that he's got going on there and tells them to stand by. Back at the temple, Jack tells Sam to place a bunch of claymores from the entrance to where they're standing. So that's pretty messed up that they're basically gonna blow up this (laughs) temple. For yeah. reasons. Those people live in here, but, you know, yeah. screw those people, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Jack goes back into the temple to try to figure out whether or not the kid is there or not. Daniel and the monk are still in there. And Jack tells them that they're out of time. There's gliders out there. The defa are coming. But the monk's like, time means nothing <sighs> to you. And then Jack just cuts <laughs> him off. And he's like, don't say
0: it. <laughs> oh, my God. So ridiculous. Really. We see some Jaffa heading through the woods towards the temple. (laughs) (laughs) Sam comes in to let Jack know the Claymores are ready. And he tells Sam that Daniel thinks they should stay. Daniel puts on another show where instead of lighting the candle, he just sets fire to the sand. Sam's like, that's not possible. Daniel's like, no, I did learn how to do this. Sam's like, maybe there's something else going on. (laughs) (laughs) because if she had the time she could bring equipment and check for technology and whatnot and then daniel's like but don't you want to believe a person can reach a higher level and set fire to the sand and sam's like sure but daniel's like i have power don't you see that what an ass Ugh,
1: i know it made me so angry so
0: he's (laughs) he's decided he has the power to protect
1: the child this one day of meditation has shown him everything that he needs to know yep yep
0: yep He says that she doesn't want him to leave until she knows he understands how to protect the kid. And Sam's like, who's she? Before anyone can continue that discussion, Teal can break attack, come in to report a mothership has landed, and 2,000 troops are approaching. Jack's like, uh, we gotta go. So he leaves. Dale stays and... Is like hey what about the other guy but then the other guy is no longer there the monk he just disappears and then daniel stands there while some sort of bright light appears which we don't see but we can see on his face and in his glasses yes yeah outside jaffa come up and jack's like Don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was that scene yep <laughs> <laughs> back inside daniel continues to be mesmerized by the light It kind of coalesces into a human-like form with a female face, which we are, I guess, supposed to believe is Oma DeSala. And she walks through a wall. Daniel goes up to the wall, sticks his hand through, and realizes that he can also walk through it. So he follows her into this secret room, and there's
0: a baby laying in a crib. No way. Yeah. The team wants to leave. They're outside, except for Daniel. Sam's like, what do we do? Jack... Radios for SG two to go through the gate and bring some backup back with them. Lots of backup, he says. After, <laughs> after, what's his name? Cobra yep. stops. Yeah. <laughs> so they are going to. Oh, that was weird. Sorry, my one of my lights just went on in here and then turned off, even though I didn't do that. That's weird. <laughs> it's oh, wow. Oh my I was about Fair. to say,
1: did you do it with your mind, or did you get Omo the Sala to do it for you? I had my... F-
0: I, I don't know. Maybe the
1: ghosts are getting angry that you're leaving them. Maybe.
0: <laughs> That's weird. Yeah.
1: That's very weird.
0: Anyway, so in the meantime, the team is going to hunker down in a defensive position. And they don't want to get into a fight, Jack says, unless they absolutely have to. Let's uh, try to make this out in one piece. And if we do, remind me to harm Daniel severely. So they're waiting for the Jaffa to descend upon them. I lost my place because I got bored. That's okay. That's
1: fair. <laughs> Back inside the temple, Daniel is now holding the baby and telling Omadisala that the kid's going to be safe with him and thanking her. Omadisala doesn't say anything, just stares at him stoically, all glowy-like. Daniel goes to leave and then finally he realizes that he does not have any power and that it was actually her doing all of these things through him this entire time and he figures that what she was really doing was trying to show him how much more powerful she is than he is and that this is the best place for the kid to be and not with Daniel. He figures this must be how Oma De Sala communicates with them by allowing them to light candles. And make guns float.
0: Perfect. Yeah.
1: So he takes the kid back to the crib and lays it back down because he promised that the baby would be safe. And this is apparently where the baby will be safest. I also noticed that the actor babies that they got do not really look that much alike. Oh, I did not notice that. (laughs) Yeah, the the baby looked quite different in various shots.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I never would have noticed (laughs) outside there's a standoff about to happen the monk shows up where did he come from Right. and he tells the Jaffa they're not welcome there the Jaffa's like we want the boy we're here on behalf of Apophis and we're not going anywhere and I'm about to shoot you and he does (laughs) the monk goes down Daniel comes rushing out though at this point in his bare feet because he didn't have time to put his shoes on which that's fair yeah yeah The team's getting ready to fight, and Daniel's like, no, wait. Everybody drop their weapons. And Jack's like, you guys heard him. Drop your weapons. And Daniel's like, no, actually, I meant us. We got to drop our weapons, like, right now. Because I was totally wrong. There's an alien still here, and I think bad things are going to happen to us if we do not put our guns down. (laughs) They start... Taking off their weapons. Braytac encourages Jack to do that. He also takes his gun off. The Jaffa go to shoot them all, but then suddenly a bright light comes and starts shooting lightning that travels through the lines of Jaffa. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: interesting. It reminded me
0: of an Indiana Jones movie. Yes, yes. Also, it was
1: interesting that like they had actually fired their staff weapons at SG-1 and Braytac, and the The blasts were, like, diffused and carried away from them. That's right. I was like, well, why didn't she save the monk?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was weird. Why why did she only save them? (laughs) I was wondering that, too. (laughs) But, yeah. And not only do all the people on the ground die, but the gliders above are struck by lightning. Jack's like, that was cool. Yeah. (laughs) So it seems like the monk then disappears because the glowing being, like, comes out of the monk
1: and right. then the clothes yeah, his like body's sink there, down yeah
0: right exactly so was the monk ever really anything but Omo Sala? i don't right. know which is maybe why she didn't bother to save him because he was her yeah i don't know one of her kind but yeah so she's there floating around she's got the baby uh, she's playing to leave daniel realizes because apophis ain't gonna give up if he knows the kid is there right
1: also, I noticed that when they showed all of the dead bodies of the Jaffa, they were burned just like the ones that they'd found in the woods, but nothing around them on the ground. So I, uh, I did not were, notice we were that. We're supposed to take away that whatever happened to the guys in the woods is the same thing that happened here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I had, yeah. yeah. She floats away with the baby. And Sam's like, that was the harcesis, huh? And Daniel says, yeah. And Jack's like, weren't we going to take care of that kid? And you're just gonna let her, like, take the kid? And Daniel's looking at him.
1: No I chance. like that Jack's specifically saying, Don't we need
0: that kid? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Daniel's like, Maybe you know, what's best for the kid is
0: what matters more. Maybe. Also, yeah. what are they gonna do about it? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. How are they gonna stop her yeah. from floating away with this child? <laughs> yeah, I think that they lost their chance when Daniel put the kid back in the crib, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if he had continued to leave, what would she have done anything?
0: I don't know. Maybe she would have just killed everyone. Possible. Been like you people. Yeah, you're all bad. Quite possible. All bad. Mm-hmm. You're all like Mayborn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because she would know who Mayborn is.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Back out in the clearing, Coburn radios to Jack that there are reinforcements on the way. But Jack's like, Ah, oh, nah, no, it's fine. We're good here. Everything's secure. Everything's fine. And the Stargate starts to open. I was wondering why he was surprised by that because he just said that they had reinforcements coming. So. I don't know why he assumed that this was something bad coming rather than reinforcements i'm not sure but in any case he also says that there's a strange light heading that way jack makes sure that they don't engage and tells them to all drop their weapons immediately it was actually kind of a cool effect of a glowy top-down view we could see like glowing lights and we could see all the people looking down upon them With their weapons on the ground by their feet, all looking up at the glowy light in awe as it floated over their heads. And then it went through the event horizon and disappeared. Coburn tells Jack that it's gone. He asks if Daniel is okay. Daniel says, fine. And so he says, let's all go home then. And as they start to leave, Jack reminds Daniel that he's still not wearing any shoes. (laughs) So Daniel goes back to look for his shoes.
0: (laughs) And that's the episode. Kathy? Yes. Did you like this episode? Not particularly. (laughs) I did not hate it as much as I assume you hated it, Mm -hmm. but it was not that thrilling or dramatic. Like The stakes didn't feel very high. I feel like the music didn't match what was going on anyway, because the music was trying to make it seem like it was all more... Very true. It just wasn't that interesting. And, like, Daniel being like, oh, so I can light a candle and just move your gun with my mind. But then, oh, actually, I can't. And it took me this long to realize that I can't actually do these things. I was just like, eh, whatever, dude. Right. I'm shocked. I'm shocked they didn't get to keep the Harsisus. I'm so shocked. It was
1: very shocking. I thought that Daniel was going to raise it as his own and it would be totally normal.
0: He would move in with Jack and they'd have a My Two dad situation happening. Yes. Yes. Or in Bring Tealcan, it could be like a full house type thing. Yeah, like, there we go. Although oh, they need more kids. That's they true. can bring Cassandra and Dr. Frazier. Let's get Cassandra in, in yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> they can yep. go grab some of the kids from Planet where they gain the knowledge. and. Yeah, they can go get Charlie 2.0 yeah. where yeah. he ended up. I think he's yeah. with the Knox, right? I don't remember. We could have a whole spinoff series. Yeah. Sitcom style. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> we don't. So yep. I assume that the Harsyzus will come into play because Daniel explicitly is like, "Well, I see this kid again, yay!" Probably. <laughs> and I think that this sets up more interesting, hopefully, conflicts with Apophis yeah. and the Jaffa in the future, given that they just attacked Chulak. Right. And so, hopefully, we'll see more Breatac. So I have hope for future things, but yeah, this episode itself was kind of dull. Yeah. How about you?
1: <laughs> I was so bored. <laughs> just so bored. <laughs> I even texted you while I was watching yeah, it did. to say, Kathy, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> the first part was fine until they got to the temple, and then it was just so boring. <laughs> and I got so annoyed with Daniel being like, look how powerful I am, even though right out the monk had told him that it wasn't him doing these things. Yeah. Ugh. That's really all I have to say about it. I was just bored out of my mind for the Mayor. vast majority of the episode. And also Daniel was annoying me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm shocked to hear Daniel was annoying. Like... I know, right? <laughs> As I said before, I was like last time when you
1: explained what was coming up, I'm like, I hope it's not that episode.
0: But no, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> for some
1: reason, I was thinking that this episode came along later in the series. So I was cautiously optimistic that maybe it wasn't this episode.
0: But what do we yeah. have coming up in the next episode? The next episode we will be watching is Stargate SG-1 Season 3, Episode 21, which is the second to last episode <gasps> of the season. Wow. It's called Crystal Skull. <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Legend uh, says that a crystal skull was stolen from a mythical lost city in the Amazon.
0: The Netflix says Jackson becomes intrigued when the video transmission from a mobile probe reveals a huge Mayan pyramid with a glowing crystal skull in its center. Will Indiana Jones be involved in a refrigerator at a nuclear blast site? Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> it's like the single dumbest scene in all of movie history. That's not true. There's lots of uh, yeah. I don't know that movies, I would go far as far That's pretty fucking dumb. <laughs> it was. They're making another one now, aren't they? I think I heard that. Yeah. But I don't know anything about it. The booklet says, Daniel finds a glowing crystal skull identical to the one first discovered by his grandfather decades before. (laughs) So, archaeology is a family affair, apparently. When Daniel stares into the skull's eyes, ooh, romantic, a mysterious force (laughs) makes him disappear. (laughs)
1: <laughs> can he not come back maybe?
0: <laughs> now sg1 must find daniel's grandfather to unlock the mystery of the skull and bring daniel back oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's a quite different description than the other one
0: yeah again i feel like the netflix is probably just like this yeah. is what happens in the is the first scene <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, so yeah good
1: times good times I think i remember this episode actually
0: i have vague recollections of it but i can't remember how it turns out
1: as always thank you for listening if you haven't already done so please make sure you subscribe so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every wednesday if you would like them even sooner than that you can Become a Patreon on patreon.com slash stargatesing. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com. You can check out our website at stargatesing.space. And we are currently working on possibly having some merchandise up in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So that will be linked to on that website as well. Woo! Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I've only made one boring shirt so far, but yeah. we've got more ideas for other things. And uh yeah, so that'll hopefully be available soon. That's everything, right? Yeah. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargate sing The End.
0: The End. <laughs> the next The <laughs> next